I'm sorry, I need to... Oh. <laughs> Hello, Remind. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back to the Switch It Up podcast, episode 25. What's going on, everybody? Good to see you again. I am in a fantastic mood today. What about you, Mr. Colby? Tyler, that fat groundhog delivered on his promise, <laughs> and not only did he guarantee an early spring, he brought spring today. I was about to say, it is currently... Well, you it's said it is 60, 60 damn degrees. That's a six followed by a damn zero out in February. here in in Pennsylvania in on February 3rd. It is a perfect day to stay inside and play video games. It is a perfect day for gaming and a perfect day to, you know, watch the Switch It Up podcast. So, hey, what, what a coincidence that you're here right now. Yeah, very uh, coincidental. Now, not only is this a great... Uh, a great day weather-wise, but apparently it's also a great day news-wise because we got some stuff to talk about today. We have a lot of news, but first I would like to address this little statement to the United States government and say that the day after the Super Bowl should be a federal <laughs> holiday. I mean, yeah, to be honest. Let's I mean, kick I- Columbus Day to the curb and we can get Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl Monday in there. Super Bowl Monday, a uh, day off from from all yes. responsibilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, a lot of my classrooms uh, seats w- were empty today. Uh, where, where they where they used to not be, where there used to be a person in the seat today, there was none. I tried to put myself into a food coma last night. <laughs> I physically tried. I had 20 barbecue wings. Oh I had my god. <laughs> a 12 a foot long hoagie and I had buffalo chicken dip with some so chips. I tried were, I tried to kill at, myself. <laughs> that's why you were at the gym so early today. You felt guilty. Yes, yeah, so today yes, today was legs, so I got some good burn in, some triceps and I shot hoops for like an hour just trying to sweat everything out of me. <laughs> Did it work? No. It oh, never okay. will. Fair. <laughs> got got it. But, uh, yes, right. I do agree. I did not watch the Super Bowl. I had literally no stakes in it, but I heard that the Chiefs came back from, like, a 10. They were, like, down 10 points. They this, they were down. Yeah, they outscored the 49ers, like, 21 nothing in six minutes, and that's how they won. Oh, my God. It's a sad day. That's now incredible. We to, now, now we get to watch fucking Jackson Mahomes make TikToks <laughs> as he's in Disney World with his successful brother, Pat. Oh my god! And his annoying ass girlfriend. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> Let's get about off his the annoying topic. ass girlfriend. About the brother, the girlfriend, everything. The Chiefs, everything. <laughs> Not only do the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, they get to kick the shit out of the Chargers twice a year. So, oh man, it's awful. That All is right. funny. Let's let's get off the sour subjects. Like you said, it's a great day. We have news and everything. So we're gonna transition to news right now. All right, so we have a lot to talk about, Tyler. In fact, I'm going to let you pick what we talk about first here. Oh, oh, oh sh- let me let me pull up the list. Uh, <laughs> all right, here second. we go. All right, Hang on. we're going we're going back. Oh, that's that's not even your text conversation. Hang on, there we go. Okay, um, so you have not told me a thing about this point. Metroid Prime Four hires an art director. Yes, so apparently, so Metro, so um, Retro Studios, which is now tasked with 
making Metroid Prime 4 has finally hired an art director. It's been eight months since. I was going to say, has have they? How long has it taken them? Eight months. It's been eight months. I have the article from our boys at IGN right here. They're not actually our boys. We just like to use their thing. Yeah. Um, Johnny Lungstead is his name, and he's from. He's a former Dice art director, and oh, he's. He's worked on. He was an art director at EA, and he made games. He helped out with games such as Battlefield Five, Mirror's Edge, Catalyst, two Battlefield Three expansions, and 2010 Medal of Honor. I mean, Battlefield. Most of the Battlefield games look absolutely gorgeous, like real realism wise, though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and- it'll be interesting to see what kind of flair he kind of brings to Metroid Prime. Which is, you know, it's. I I, don't, I just, I'm just still baffled how they're just now hiring an art director. Yep, it's his. So he's been given. He's been responsible for setting the artistic vision, collaborating between the art team and Nintendo. So I guess that means he's the head guy. I mean, art I was director. To say, I yeah, guess that he's... means like he's gonna kind of choose how the aesthetic of the game is gonna look. All this information plus his hiring seems to point to Metroid Prime 4 still being a long way off. <laughs> well, what a what a damn surprise that is. We dove into this on a previous podcast more so, but obviously this news coming out. Um hopefully like obviously the game got got scrapped, just taken off just the board and whatever restarted. was being worked on just control Z all the way back to literal nothingness. Yes, and so they, hopefully, they divine yeah. pulsed back to the beginning of development. Obviously, they have high they have a high bar now for graphics because what we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, I have written down, and we have the Switch. Obviously, has produced some pretty good graphical games like Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, so on and so forth. You know, all, you know all the good games. Yeah, if you listen um, to this podcast anyway, you know the good games. Of course, of course. So, uh, oh, by the way. Also, I wanted to point out, um, the Nintendo Power Up podcast has 24 episodes. This episode will officially put us past them in terms of episodes. So, see, no, I was about to say, you guys, nerds. you guys are getting more, you guys are getting more content uh, at a faster rate over here. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, one uh, per week, baby. <laughs> one per week. Uh, so yeah, that's actually I did not know that. That's actually very, very cool. Uh, I know. At least for me, it just showed up that we hit uh, 1,100 total uh, plays. A little bit over. Yep. A little, little bit, bit over. over. Uh, and you guys seem to still be liking them. Uh, so, again, yeah. thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, Absolutely. So, I guess we can make a smooth transition now from Metroid Prime 4 hiring an art director because the first 10 minutes of Doom Eternal dropped today, February that, 3rd. It dropped that today. That they did. The first 10 minutes o'clock. of the entire game was dropped uh and, and we both watched it and holy shit <laughs> <laughs> it's i was wow i was taken aback i'm gonna admit it <laughs> i was about to say as we're all children of jesus here but goddamn, <laughs> god damn is right so the first 10 minutes dropped like tyler said um it comes in they're chilling in space this one dude just walking around in this big ass ship Here's a distress call down from, I guess, what would be Earth, like a yeah, no, messed up looking Earth. Yeah, it's it's a demon. There's a demonic takeover of yeah. of Earth, and there's only one man for the job. 
there's like it said like 60 percent of earth has been overridden by like demons so puts on his helmet that'll be the shotgun title card goes into a damn warp gate and just immediately within milliseconds of exiting this portal takes the head off a fucking demon so yeah but i did have um the music sounded really good in the trailer anyway the first time we were talking about that a little bit before music and uh has been universally almost universally praised uh from dooms 2016 and this and this sequel seems to be following suit uh and um like we were talking about with metroid with they they have a high bar for graphics the graphics here just look they look great oh no they look fantastic like when you're in space that first couple that first shot it's really really good looking now that's the thing though i wanted to actually touch upon is okay I'm wondering how much the graphical graphical quality will drop when it gets on the Switch. Yeah, like hold up. Like, like honestly, I don't think it will. I, I don't think it's going to hold up to the graphical quality of like the Xbox or PS4 versions. I don't think so either. I just hope that the performance is good because that's really what I care about. Like the graphics cannot. They, they don't need to be like super high res for me to enjoy. The game, I mean, obviously they don't have to be, obviously they have to like, you know, be fully textured and all that and not have like too many glaring issues. But as long as the game is able to run smoothly on the Switch, which I think it will be able to in docked yeah, mode, but definitely. in handheld mode, that give, it, it's a little, a little uh, I feel like it might be. I, like I, I fully expect that it could uh, very well be the case with that. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, even when it's docked, has some issues with lag. Not because like, not because like graphical qualities or anything. It's just like, just the runtime takes a bit sometimes. Like it just takes a bit for things to load, which yeah. can yeah, I can I can easily see that happening with this game. But like we like what we alluded to earlier, it looks really good as from as what we have seen so far. Yeah, but uh, it it's gonna be hard on my wallet. You know, <laughs> March is coming up. There's a lot of games coming out in March, and I may need to sacrifice Doom in favor of getting one Animal Crossing New Horizons, which also has some news surrounding it, considering Nintendo just revealed a uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons-themed Switch console. God which, damn. <laughs> it looks crisp. Like It, it looks, looks damn good. It looks way better than the... Isn't there a Pokemon Sword and Shield-like Switch? There's a like Switch Light. Yeah, Switch Light. This blows it out of the water. It oh, looks no, this, so good. The like attention to detail on this is so good. Oh, it's awesome. Like the I honestly yeah. just want it for the Joy-Con colors. Those just look so good. They do. I hear I screenshotted some I I screenshot some tweets. Uh, so Captain Marvel herself breathe. Yeah, that was like my screenshot. She just wrote, Oh my god, with like a tasty emoji when she when you see this switch. And now I'm looking at pictures of it, like, God. Like, it looks so oh my good, God. man. If this wasn't an entirely new Switch, I would 100% get this one. The the, turqu- the turquoise console, the Joy-Cons, I should say. The cons- the console itself, I mean, no one has like little that... patterns on it as well, like on the back. Yeah, on the back, yeah, it has um, like island theme patterns. Like we we said, the Joy-Cons are, they look really crisp, like the green and blue. Like, yeah. oof, that looks strong. My only problem here is they have that taxing bastard on the front <laughs> of that console. <laughs> I was about to say, I thought you may have a little bit of a an irk yeah. with that, con- Tom- with that uh, 
if aspect. I have I haven't really spoken on it much on this podcast. I've never played an Animal Crossing game, but I have a big issue with that guy, <laughs> Tom, Thomas Nook. I have a big issue with him. Tom Nookson. I am not. Don't worry, I, you're going to learn just how uh, scheming this uh, this raccoon can be. Or this tanuki? I don't know what he's supposed to be. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not looking forward to having my pennies pinched. That's what I'm sitting just, on his, just, chilling on his island. To immediately be in such crippling debt that you have to create an entire island civilization from scratch. Yeah, how convenient. He just happens to be on the same island as you. <laughs> how convenient. Oh, how how very fortunate. How very fortunate for you, Thomas. The good old Nookster is here to help you out uh, with all of your island needs the hell he isn't he just like drags you on a plane takes you hostage just dumps you on an island and yeah he just he come he just has to come with because you know he just has to get his hands on a couple dollars yeah but But yeah this going back to the tweets uh brie larson loves it not someone i would consider to be one of the gamers you know like no she's a gamer like i'm I'm hesitant to believe that this is genuine. Yeah, hang on. I gotta look at Animal Crossing Switch. Like, yeah, it's like the first thing that pops up, Animal Crossing Switch. This thing was just, oh my god. Everyone was loving on this thing. It's up for pre-order already, which, <laughs> that's just gonna slap. That's, that's gonna say, help I, the sales. I was about to say, those sales are gonna be absolutely absurd. Damn, and then you just look at Switches like ours, which are just you know, gray, maybe yours of red and blue Joy-Cons, just nice and gray. Nice and gray. Mine are, mine is the Smash, uh, the Smash Bros. exclusive bundle Switch, so all it has is the little Smash Cross. Mine's the, mine's literally the OG Switch. Yours is the, the black. Yeah, I'm looking at it here, the back of it has like a, like a home, it has animals, it has flowers, fire, it just looks so, just looks so good. They even have, like, have you seen the cases? The cases look sweet. I mean, hey, Nintendo goes all out with this stuff, so. Dude, it looks great. It is is absolutely understandable, so. I'm trying to get some, like, reactions. I want to see that. Oh, I've just seen people who are, like, they tweet, they retweet it with a comment, and they say, like, how do I stop myself from pre-ordering this right now? I already have it. I already have a Switch. And then they comment in the thread saying that they just pre-ordered it. Yeah, when's the internet's heart? That's a perfect way to put it. It's coming out Animal Crossing March 20th. Wow, it's very that's, soon. I was about to say, that's when, that is when both Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons come out. They come out on the same day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that I, was... I'm already was... pretty much 180 bucks in the hole. When it comes to March, so I, I might. Tw- I have a twenty dollar gift card, so hang on, let me check this through. Eternals a maybe. Me leaning no, not gonna lie, leaning no. I saw Doom Eternal. I was watching that trailer. I'm like, oh my god. But the second I saw the chainsaw, <laughs> that that's when I knew. I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> this is this is. I was disgusted. I'm very disgusted when <laughs> our, our good old boy just cuts and cuts a demon in half. Okay, it's a convenient way to kill him, but no, as the top part of his body is falling to the sky, he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna one up you," and he just cuts off his head clean, clean swipe. Just takes his predator blade and just slices through. Yes, it does, but I am not 
I'm not too into the Doom thing, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get that. Obviously, uh, we fire Three Houses DLC later this month. Absolutely. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, so. Speaking of uh, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses DLC, first of all, we've learned a little more about it and the mm-hmm. fact that you're going to be able to, like, this is a side, like, you're going to be able to choose it on the main menu, I believe. Like, it's not like you create a save file and then eventually run into it. Like, you choose to play it. You choose to play it? Yeah, like, on the, I, I think that's how they worded it. It was like, you don't just start a normal playthrough and just go until the DLC starts. Like, you physically choose to play the DLC, I think. Hmm. If at least that's, that's true. What, that definitely adds at a At least that's twist. what I saw somewhere. I forget. I guess I shouldn't say that. We definitively know that this is true, but... It becomes a four-way battle at Grander. Oh! <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no. It's it's not going to happen like that, I don't no, think. No, not at all. There's been some talk that you can carry over, like, the people into post-time skip, but I, there's no, like, real confirmation about that. No. I haven't so seen confirmation. That's just, a, that's just a rumor that I wanted to talk about that it would just kind of be sort of a separate thing that you deliberately choose to do instead of just running into it in the main story. But I could be totally wrong about that, and that could be a, that would be a strange way to. So it's more of a rumor it. than it is confirmed. That's more of a rumor, yeah. I guess I kind of did pose it you're in number, a way where it'd be confirmed. So you're my apologies. For that. For, you're number one source for Fire Emblem Three Houses news on this very podcast. Yes, yes. Um, let's stick. But, in, let's stick in the Fire Emblem realm. Yeah, no, I was actually going to say one more thing. Uh, shout out to my lovely girlfriend, Faith. She finally finished Fire Emblem. Like, she beat the Golden Deer route just yesterday. How How's she feeling? Uh, well, she married Claude, so she's pissed that, she, that uh. Claude just ups and leaves her fucking Almira <laughs> right after he fucking proposes to the professor. I'm outie. <laughs> so she's pretty pissed. Um, she loves Ignatz. Oh, don't. Okay. I, I said I kept calling him that whenever she would ask me for help, and she would yell at me. Okay. Uh, I won't. I won't do it then. But the big Ig got uh got married to Marianne, uh in her playthrough. The big Ig. <laughs> and no one else got married. It was oh, just wow. Those two. just wow. Like everyone else. Just she recruited or anything? Like uh, she tried. She tried oh, to recruit boy. Ingrid so many times, but just could not get a good tea time with her ever. Oh, boy. So she had to slaughter her? Yes. Um, she got a perfect tea time with Lawrence, funnily enough, who she absolutely despises. Uh, so that, seem, that seems to be the consensus. The consensus. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, shout out to her. She was super excited when she beat it. She's starting her Blue Lions playthrough today. Ah, I was about to say. I and am... I'm currently building off a Blue Lions playthrough. So, yeah, just wanted to just wanted to just put that out there. We're really really breeding a true gamer over here. So, thank God. We we can always use more. I was about to say we the, the dying breed, Tyler. It's a dying breed. I honestly think that's false now, but I agree. It just look, made it sound it just made it sound cooler. It it did make it sound cooler. Anyway, you said you were saying that you had some more Fire Emblem stuff. For us. IGN reviewed Byleth and Smash. Oh, yes, that is true. What did they have to say? Because that's another thing that I have no idea about until you told me. It was like a two-minute video I watched, a quick review, very oh. brief. Um, basically, they said that... Basically, they said that it's you know, just a 
it was a very safe pick for the last DLC spot, which I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah, I, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> yeah, I, like the I don't safe know about pick that. Would be, like, well, I guess third party, but I mean, would it be safe as in like easy to put in the game? I would then say yes. safe. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, yeah. But in safe that, in as that, in fan reaction? No, no, not at all. Not in the goddamn slightest. But yeah, so basically they said that. The, here's the good that I just wrote. I only wrote down a couple of good. I only wrote down a couple of things here. So for the good, they said that Byleth has a weapon for every single scenario, which is true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, I've seen some crazy shit on Twitter with Byleth yeah, the, recently. Yeah, the the sword of the creator, Arid Bar, Amir, and Failnot. That the, all four of those pretty much give you great versatility, which is my next thing here. Very versatile. Yeah. Um, the obviously we've talked about this on the last pocket. The range, the range is insane. The range is quite good, but the lag is also quite bad. Quite, quite bad, yes. And <laughs> and they they literally just said the up B. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, the up B is hype. The I agree. The whip, the spike, the whip, anything basically. I can't tell you how many times I've gone for off platform spikes on these CPUs. <laughs> I just I go for it every single time I have the chance. Did you see the? The Twitter uh, post by, I think it was like Dark Wizzy, who was like, "Is that has anyone been brave enough to parry the fucking violet yes. down B yet?" Yeah. So the CPUs certainly have been. The CPUs have been. Yeah, they have CPUs your way with parry violet. my down B all the fucking time. Absolutely. Yes, they do. I saw. I saw someone say no, but I am smart enough to stand there, just with my. <laughs> With my shield up, waiting for the inevitable. <laughs> it's a guarantee. If you go up in the air against Byleth, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. It's either they're going to juggle you with the up A, or they're going to get you with the up B. So you got to use your shield wisely there. And then um, they, they were talking about the stage and stuff. Uh, the music, obviously. I mean, like, come on, that's a good one. Oh, my God. I'm, I did not know this was a thing. I told you about it when we were playing earlier. Uh, the remixed Fire Emblem Main Houses theme holy shit like it is crazy like it is metal like there's a huge like guitar riff at the end something right out of freaking fire emblem warriors mm-hmm. so it's I, it's it's crisp i can almost forgive them for not putting god shattering star in almost they almost. will never be fully it's forgiven. close but not quite there i'm still a little mad about that all right um the bad we have due to bilas incredible slowness it makes with moves and movement, it makes he or she open to a lot of counters, which is definitely true. true. That is absolutely yeah. true. There's like what, like a three second delay after you use a mirror just to get the thing back into your pocket. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's a while. Like even like even the side B with Arid Bar, like when you're that, when you're done with that move, it takes a bit. It does take a little bit. Uh, there's a little bit of a of an end delay. Yeah, and the tune had the tune had her his way. <laughs> that yeah, the the tune. Uh, faster characters are definitely uh, very hard to deal any, with. Yeah, any if, fast character. If you don't know specifically how to deal with them, now now Byla sort of has a unique flow. I feel, as many slower characters do, they have a different flow from the rushdown characters. And once you get into that flow, and you make a good cho- few choice reads, you could mm-hmm. end someone in like yeah. seconds with just a few moves. Yeah, we were talking about. It. I played. I played. We playing the other day. I, we had a Lucina versus Byleth going, and Tyler. Yeah, I did one. I did more damage in one move than you did in five. 
which is which was true. Yeah, I, I was about to say the, like, the I, swords the swords dance got me about like seventeen, and then I just got I got hit with arid bar once, and I was like twenty. Like so <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah, but violet um, is overwhelmingly strong. Like with yeah, like which is straight percent per hit. Yeah, so my next thing kind of coincides with the open encounters. Is that by kind of, kind of predictable with the moveset? Yeah, I was about to say it. Yeah, you just kind of have to sprinkle in the same sort of moves all like over again. You have to kind of read. It, it's very read heavy. I feel to get the best yeah. out of Byleth. But um, I've seen some crazy shit with like neutral air up B combos or like where you use neutral A to or like neutral air to land. Uh, yeah. safely since it goes under right under the hitbox of Byleth. Uh, I've seen some crazy stuff starting to pop up on Twitter, so I feel like people... Um, Warm, they're warming they, up to Byleth, definitely. They may start to... War- it, it's definitely not anywhere close to being fully warmed up yet, but... No. Like, we are... They're still in the microwave. There's still a few a few minutes left, but... Yeah. Uh, There's still they, some cold spots, but... It's turning. It, it's it's definitely going. turning a little bit. And then... um. <laughs> They're talking about the stage. They think the stage is bland, which I don't, I don't really have any nitpicks with the stage. Yeah, I really got nothing. I mean, it could have been grander. I feel like that's the only thing that could have been. It would have been cool if it like took you from like the monastery to like different battles. That would have been really sick, but I can yeah. see what that would have been really tough, too. I mean, the monastery allows you to get like people from all over the place. And like, without you, really... like, if you had to pick, so what, there's four? There's four transitions, right? So let's pick four. So you have... I think the, I think the cathedral would be the one if they had to pick like a main gimmick. They pick yeah, the cathedral or the or I think I honestly think the marketplace that it should be the no I think it should be the officers academy. So okay, so with um so the reception hall with Petra, Dorothy, and Edelgard. So no, like pick. no the the officers academy like the literal oh like the actual oh the literal classrooms. So yeah. you pick that and then okay so you transition to what battle what battles would you pick? Uh. I, I think you'd have to. I think pick... you'd have to do one one from like each route. You got to have Battle of the Eagle and Lion in there, though. I was thinking like Battle for Ferdiad, then the Battle at the Palace, and then the the final the Battle at the Swamp. I don't think you should do the Battle of the Swamp. I think you should do the uh... with Nemesis. Really? No, because first of all, spoiler. D- come Second on. Second of all. No, no, don't come on me. Spoiler, uh, get the shit out of here. No, what? Jesus, I am a, I am a true disgrace to the Fire Emblem fandom. What is the fucking Agarthan city uh, called again? Shambhala. Sh- Shambhala. I think that'd be cool. That would also be kind of a spoiler, but if they transition like from, if yeah, if they had like the Shambhala music in there, just the dubstep. <laughs> I'm. Oh my god! If that was in the game, that would be legendary. It'd be cool if they're like fighting in the background too, but that'd be really tough. That'd be too like too much detail for a stage. But yeah. I mean, they have the I, actually no. I take that back because the Banjo Kazooie stage they have they have characters from that game like in the background, like walking around stuff. No, yeah, they do. They have like uh, they have Gruntilla flying around. Even yeah. on the Sonic stage, they have some people going around the loop. Um, yeah, Green so, Hill. I guess you- yeah, you could have like Claude flying around on the Barbossa, just shooting on a bar- arrows. With, yeah, it'd be yeah. sick. It, it would be sick. So, so you, oh, what, wait. So what about? What? Sorry, I just completely forgot. You reminded me of something. Uh, my girlfriend did recruit some people, uh, but I think she only recruited Bernie. <laughs> oh God! I think that was the only one that she managed to recruit, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, hey, sweetie, sorry if I'm wrong, but oh, uh, okay. so anyway, <laughs> what would you? So you'd pick 
I, I have Academy. Look, I take Officers Academy to start. Eagle and Lion. Battle of Eagle and Lion. But then transition to Battle of Grondor. That'd be sick. And then finally, like, be I'd say, like, uh, it'd be Officers Academy. Would you bring it back to the monastery with the final fight against Rhea? Maybe. In Church Route? I, I don't know, because I, I want it to be, like, Officers Academy. Time. Fly up, fly down to... Um, field, field of the Eagle and Lion. Like, I was about to say, Grander Field for the first pre-time skip. Yeah. And then, and then I'd want to kind of like, I'd want there to be sort of like a Sothis time travel thing where you go into like Sothis's like sort of chair yeah. void room and then you like snap back out of it and it's like five really years quick, later. not long. Like you don't spend a fight sequence. There. Obviously, really you don't quick. spend a fight sequence in there, but it's like you transition through it's time five to five years ahead. And then, it's uh, the war. and then it's the war at Grandeur, where everything's on Dimitri, fire. The, the one-eyed demon just brutally slaughtering. As I was going to say, you just he... see Dimitri literally murdering people in the background. <laughs> and then you then you do aware the last the last one would be tough because you can't really do one. That la- I was about to say there's so this would have to be one of the endings, right? I, that's why I think I, that's why I think you'd have to do the church ending, or un- or unless you stop at the Battle of Grandeur, like it's just three tra- it's just three uh, places. That's too open-ended, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I think it would, like... Uh, that's... No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you see the Immaculate One flying around. And Claude's just trying to get like, a picture of it. Like, oh my Claude's god. like, oh it. my god, I knew it. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, I like this... Don't get me wrong. I like the stages as now, but now we're brainstorming. Like, this would have been sick. <laughs> I know. It really would have been. I, I just feel like... I don't know. I just feel like if the, that's the only way the stage could be. Like, so if you better. had to do a, so if you had to do like the officers academy and then a battle from each route, what would you do? A battle from each route? Ah, shit. I don't know. Most of the battles that I remember three. are pre-time skip. I just do the last three. I do the battle of Ferdiad where you fight against the Immaculate One. I do where you fight against possessed Edelgard in the Blue Lorines route, and then you fight against Nemesis. That's I think that's an easy three. Yeah, but that's spoilers, dude. Who cares? This game's been out for over half a year. That's the most recent game in Smash Brothers. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, like, Violet is the newest character in the game. Like, not only from he just added to Smash, it's just he just came into existence this past year. Whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. We this is a violent review, and we just did a complete run through the stage. But okay, anyway. Yeah, so sorry. to ta- to to put a bow on this, they gave Violet a seven out of ten. Oh, fuck. so good, so good. <laughs> put that shit up, you cowards! You I'm not kidding. Threat. Here it is. It's like a seven. It's like right. It's like a seven. It's like right there. That, that I'm disgusted. Anyway. Uh, All right. Um, oh, so, yeah. I wanted to do something because uh, not only did the Doom 10 minutes come out today, but the trailer for Apex Legends Season 4 came out today. This is all uh, you. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I do not have an Xbox to play uh, Apex Legends on. I really wish Nintendo would just port it to the Switch already. Uh, but. I do like to keep up with it because I think it is a really good game and deserves to do well. Um, so, 
season four is called Assimilation, and they added a new uh, legend, a new playable character. Uh, his name is Revenant. He is very bad person, very evil. Uh, he is a kind of like a half not, robot. Not, not a good guy. Absolutely not. He's kind of like a half robot dude. He can uh, he can teleport. He can climb like straight up buildings. Uh, he's got this hand that turns into a knife, and he stabs people through the chest. It's it's kind of brutal. Um, but yeah, the gameplay trailer was released today. There was a teaser, like animated cinematic trailer, uh, released a few days ago. But this was the gameplay trailer. The map. Uh, this is the second map that Apex Legends has had. Uh, the first one was called Kings Canyon. This one is called World's Edge. Um, the World's Edge w- was in season three, and in season four, it's kind of being changed up a bit. Hammond Robotics, who was the uh, villain of the sort of Titanfall games that these that Apex takes place in, like their universe, it's the same universe. Uh, Hammond Robotics has come along and just kind of it's kind of made a mess of things, like. She's kind of destroyed a lot of shit. They're kind of harvesting the planet that the Apex games are being held on. Uh, and, yeah, there's a new battle pass and all that. It's... what what What's up? You you seem, I, you seem I like you were, just, you were just Big spooked. time zoned out. Oh, Big time sorry. daydreaming. Sorry I'm boring you. I guess we'll no, have to cut, this, not we'll have to cut this section out, everybody. The, the, my co-producer seems to... Be sn- falling asleep over I, here. I was not snoozing. I was thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking you about? Can... Oh wow, this is so fucking boring. I wow. This is no, 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 no. I would never. You may continue. No, that's it. That's it. I was just, <laughs> I was just excited. To, I was just excited that that the game I like was. Up. Getting Conti- fucked. Shut up. Shut up. Continue. Shut up. <laughs> Continue with your fucking apex. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like that. No, that literally is it. Like I was actually, you actually uh, interrupted me right when I was done. So, fuck whatever. <laughs> Man, there's a my monster. bad. <laughs> my bad. Oh, All well, right. So, um, Dying Light uh, also got an update, which is pretty crazy, seeing as the game is really old now. It's like a few years now. And Dying Light 2 seemingly still has no release date. Uh, they added a few new weapons. Uh, if only I had an Xbox, I could play it. But what's uh, that? <laughs> uh, my brother is good just, point. To be honest, I don't have a monitor to play it on anyway, or like any sort yeah. of screen to hook it up to. So I guess you're safe for now, uh, my brother. I I don't know why yeah. I'm not saying his name, but Ryan, you're, you're, Ryan, you better watch your tail. Well, watch you better your watch six. it. Watch your six, but uh, yeah, that's all I have. My apologies for for busting your balls about that. No, you're not forgiven. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> all right, so Tyler, I told you that. I think our last bit here is that um, I li- this is literally <laughs> this is literally a headline. <laughs> uh, okay, Nintendo is confident that Xbox Series X and PS5 won't affect their sales. Oh my god. So that's what you were talking about. When you said Just Nintendo no, dunking on abso- Xbox and PlayStation. Absolutely no fear in the world. Not about, about, not about two brand new consoles affecting not, their sales on the Switch. Not even fucking phase. Not even phase. Just release them, cowards. You won't. Like, do it. Did you All see right. how many 
We made so much money off one day just by showing you this Animal Crossing-themed Switch. <laughs> a console that we've already produced with a different paint job. Do you know how much <laughs> fucking cash we just made? So, yes, Nintendo's president, like, they weren't, like... They weren't sticking their chest out or anything in the article. I read it. <laughs> so I, I just I just um took some notes down. They said that they're confident because there's not much audience crossover, which... That is true. Yeah, there's not much audience crossover between Nintendo games and PS5 and or PS PlayStation and Xbox games. You know, they're completely... You know, their main titles anywhere are like completely different. So you've like... Yeah, I can literally, see that. Literally, Nintendo's main titles are about a plumber saving a princess who gets captured by a turtle and its other one is about a a little elf dude who has a sword and a, and a magical princess and a demon that cannot be killed for some reason. Oh, man. He cannot die. Speaking of and which, then, Breath of the Wild 2, please release some Nintendo. Some news, please, please. Please, I'm literally starved for... For Breath of the Wild news. Anyway, and yeah, sorry. and I was about to, and it's, it's it's other main um I guess main game is about a ten year old kid running around catching little creatures and shoving them in balls and beating and beating, ter- beating, beating terrorist out of, of terrorist organizations. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's not yeah, much there's crossover. Really, I was about to say, give me one Nintendo fun. game, give me one Xbox or PlayStation game that has those central themes. Like, I don't think there is, besides Legend of Zelda, sometimes, like, that gets serious sometimes, but besides, like, it, Dude, Nintendo really doesn't take it, like, yeah. the games don't, aren't very, like, hardcore or serious. Yes, exactly, and this is actually, this, I found this interesting, because we talked about this on previous podcast, episode three, I believe, we talked about Switch's longevity. Oh, jeez, it has been a while, yeah. They said, Nintendo's president said they're only halfway through the cycle. No new console until at the earliest 2023. Halfway already? Yes. 2023 will be the earliest they release a brand new console, which I think it'll be 2024. Dude, I feel like the Switch just came out still. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. Me too. There's so many. Oh, my God. Like, when you say, like, oh, we're halfway done, like, wait, 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 already? No. We're we're halfway done? What happened? I got this yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it, it seems like so far away, this new console, but also like really close at the same time if we're already halfway through. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And like we still have Metroid Prime. For, I, I'm not sure if that game will ever come out. So skip I don't that. think that we have uh, we have Bayonetta 3. We have sequel to Breath of the Wild. We have a ton of stuff yet to come out. And he says halfway. I'm like, I think we have like a good four or five years left here. I was about to say, like, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Like, this is a a lawless time out here. Like it anything is. could happen. And speaking of the Switch, it was reported last week the game, there the console itself has hit over fifty two million units of selling, which passes the SNES. Bro. <laughs> the SNES sold just under fifty million, we're fifty two million for the Switch. We're in year three. I was about to say <laughs> we're already halfway year three? My sense of time is has gone to shit, I swear. The Switch has now sold better than the Wii U, GameCube, N64, and SNES. Man, Nintendo did it good. And yeah, I was on Twitter, you know, because, you know, this was a hot topic on Twitter. For, for This was a hot topic for gaming Twitter when it came out. And Xbox, some Xbox user, which I found interesting, his name is um Dirktron, <laughs> with, oh. with, 
with a Doug Trio Avi. Okay. Um, a Doug Trio Avi with blonde hair. All three of them have blonde oh, hair. Oh, that, that, that's Malolan Doug Trio. No, that, like, it's... it's no, no, the, real... no, they have actual hair. Like, I know, <laughs> that. that's a real oh, thing, Colby. But yeah, it says... What an embarrassment for Xbox that a three-year-old console such as Switch and weaker one managed to prop to outsell half a decade of consoles such as the Xbox One. That's insane. I mean, it's Nintendo, but it's it's, it's Nintendo. Like they're they cannot be stopped. I mean, Nintendo's just ahead of the competition when it comes to like 2008. They had like mastered the motion controls game. I was about to say, I don't know, because it's like, in Xbox, you have you have consistency, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, each yeah. console, it's like, it's it's a box, you got your controller, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know what it is, it's Xbox, it, and, you know, PlayStation falls kind of in the same suit, they're a little more varied, I think, but... Yeah. And then you got Nintendo, who's like, hey, here's a cube, you here's know a what? Cube. And here's, here's a rectangular prism here's a rectangle. That, you, that you control with a goddamn remote... Like not a not a controller, a goddamn like remote. And then we're gonna take the rectangle and just make a worse version of it. But no, don't fear. We yeah, are gonna we, then That's we are our then bad. We're, to, we're, I, yeah. we, we admit that's our bad. But now yeah. here here is this console that not only can you play traditionally, you can also pick up the console from its traditional standpoint and continue playing like nothing happened. Like remember the remember the handheld consoles that like we were the only ones that were producing them. They were pretty cool, right? Guess what? Here's They're an even cooler one. I was about to say, guess what? We just took that in a home console true. and just put them together. I didn't think of that. Like, they were... Nintendo was making home consoles and handheld, and it only took them, like, 30 years. Why don't we just combine the fucking... Like, Nintendo pretty much <laughs> monopolized the handheld. Like, it was the only handheld on the market. Like, yeah. Game well, what Boy, was the Game play- Boy what was the PlayStation? What was the PlayStation called? The PlayStation, yes, like... PS Vita, that had potential, but yeah, that that got somewhere, and it's also like not too unlike the Switch, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of, it probably maybe even like sparked an idea for the Switch, because I mean, obviously the, the Switch is just capitalized on everything that the Vita was. It just made it better. Let's say like here's a console. The controllers are on the fucking side and of you the can, you take can them slide off. them off. Yeah, like, and now it's just what's also funny. Speaking of. Is a lot is all the peripheries that Nintendo had for the Switch. Like I feel like we also talked about this on an earlier yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, you bring it up where it was just like the marketing of the Switch was just astronomically better than anything that they had done before. Yeah, like it was just they just do a really good job of getting of getting it out there now, and they like yeah, they know their audience the, now. That the launch title was so good helped too. Yeah, that helps as well. And then they had Mario like five months later not even like that long after so yeah seriously they had like one of the best mario games to come out like they just set another they just keep setting the bar with the games and the console yeah. itself they had one of the best mario games they had what people consider the best zelda game yeah they yeah it's kind of the, the best fire emblem game people were talking about i mean obviously game player's choice award baby that's us yeah yep players players game of the year nintendo but, just, is just getting all the w's lately and i'm all for it I'm off. I'm. I do not object. I mean, they're gonna have a pretty hot start to the year here. Yeah, DLC. Here I was about to say like March, Animal Crossing. Yeah, March is gonna be stuff. insane. Like I already, I already bought the Fighters Pass too. Like that's already, <laughs> I already got it. Um, I already bought the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion. 
Um, I forgot. I need so my three games that I have lined up right now are Mystery Dungeon DX, of course, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Same here. I'm definitely getting that. And then My Hero One's Justice Two, which is a fighting game that you don't know about, so don't worry about it. All right, I will not worry about it. Um, <laughs> so that's I'm I'm 180 bucks uh, in the hole right now. Well, I have a 20 dollar gift card, so that's gonna pay for my DLC for Fire Emblem. So let's go, that, baby. Oh, yeah, fuck. Well, wait, no, I have the expansion pass uh, for Fire Emblem. Oh, so. oh, you're you're to get all of it. I get it automatically, I think. All right, Tyler. We have one more thing here, and then we are actually gonna do Mean Dream Team. We actually have it ready. Yes, um, we actually did it this time. Okay, Tyler, so you sent me a text I from did. Nintendo Life. That I reported, did? yeah, a couple days ago, that reported that the new holiday game for the Switch will have uh, tires. Yes. So here I, we go, ladies and gentlemen. Super Smash Kart is coming Super out. Super Smash Kart. That is my prediction, but there's uh, no way. It, it it's probably just Mario Kart Nine. There's no way. There's no way. What? Then Mario Kart Nine's coming out. There's no, no way. No, dude. I think it. I think it's gonna happen. Tyler. We're going, we're going to the UK church right no, now. No, don't, no, don't. No, I don't want to hear the name again. The chart is coming out right I now. I don't want to hear it again, Colby. Tyler, you need to hear it again. Look, I know. It's I know. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know it's still there. I don't think you do. I know it's still in the top ten. It's probably number one by now, just to spite <laughs> me. I know. But listen... I think it's time to out with the old oh, and with the shit. new. I have I have one more thing on. Oh. I forgot one more. Yeah, yeah, but no, I don't think Mario Kart Nine is coming out this holiday season. I don't uh, because Mario Kart Eight is still such like a popular game. Yeah, but still, I still I honestly still think that, I think it'll be Mario Kart. I do think it will be. And you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think they're gonna bring. I think they're gonna bring. Don't. Don't go out on a limb. I won't let you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're going to like this limb. Okay, f- fine. Then limb me. <laughs> I have... I just have a feeling that they're going to bring back Double Dash. <laughs> I didn't... Wouldn't that be awesome? I am all for this. Let's go. <laughs> Mario Kart 9. The table's turn. Mario, I am on the side of Mario Kart 9. Let's get that thing popping now. Mario Kart 9 with double dash mechanics. I don't know. I think it's about time to bring it back. I think so, too. That's a really good Mario Kart game. But I have one more quick thing here that okay. I saw. Um, should Miyamoto explain why he wants to make another Mario Bros. movie? Oh, oh we have an explanation? Yeah, yes, we have an explanation. Please explain, Mr. Miyamoto. This is a quote from Mr. Miyamoto. Basically, it's not that I want to make a Mario movie, but that I began to consider that we should bring more Nintendo content into the field of video making, and it's going to be an animated film. Oh, okay. And you know what else he said? He said he wants to bring more Nintendo franchises on screen. Yo. Well, that listen, we can't get too ahead of ourselves because it depends on how this movie does. You know what I've been thinking about recently? What? What? A Fire Emblem Three Houses animated series. An animated series? Well, like once a week, an episode drops, and then when you get to the time scale, so like, like Pokemon. Once. 
It's no, kind of like what like, Pokemon's been doing with generations and this new yeah, thing. So like once a so like once a week they'll drop a vi- they'll drop a they'll drop three they'll drop three videos or four I guess from one Jesus of these Christ out like not not like once a week you can drop one video like every week like this is like Black Eagles like church route this is Black Eagle Day route like Dimitri Claude so so on you know how sick that would be I think they should use that if they do like if they were to do that I think they should do that to fill in a lot of the plot holes that we don't get to see. Uh, yeah. resolved like yeah, in the black eagles route Edelgard's like oh we must defeat the ones who slither in the dark and then it ends and you it's will like, they, not defeat they, ones who slither they in the defeated dark. the slither they defeated the slithering boys and but you don't get to see it sorry yeah and i was th- and this is too because like i was thinking about like the routes in general like Edelgard and claude what they want to achieve like isn't different they both openly do not like the church it's just the way they go about it is different yeah and like dimitri doesn't give any like he doesn't care at all about the church. He doesn't give two shits. No, he doesn't care at all. Like his route is about solving his past, and like it's specifically about Dimitri. While like the two other routes are more like reforming the future, but just in different ways. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I I just think we should see like some side stories. I, like, if, I think like a Fire cool. Emblem Three Houses sort of side story. Like maybe you know, give you mentioned maybe give people who. Maybe give people who didn't have like support conversation with each other, give them episodes together. I'd love to see the three house leaders. Like, I, I'd love to know what they say to each other. I was about to say, I'd love to know, see if they're friends. Because they don't see, like, sure, they seem to like be chummy, but they don't seem to be like that house. close. No, they don't. I mean, maybe Dimitri and Edelgard have some more tension between them since, you I know. Think, I think Claude and Dimitri are probably pretty, like, they're probably cool with each other. I was about to say, they're probably chill. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see that. See if they how they. I mean, do now that you mentioned generations, that'd be genius. Like if I own three houses, generations, that'd be great. Like quick five minute videos, I'd watch maybe the hell from, out of maybe, those. Maybe from each Fire Emblem game. That'd you be know? cool. Like and then like, no, I, they animate have... the battle. Like they instead of the turn based, they just animate the battle so that they look way cooler than they do on in actual gameplay. Like, we see, like, the Golden Deer House fighting off the Ten Elites in the swamp, just all fully animated. You know, I w- I'm thinking about this, too, with the spinoff series. Like, what if they had, like, a war at Grondor where, like, the three house leaders, like, fought each other, like, in a three-way battle? Like, just like, just them. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, what would, ha- like, what would happen? Like, because Dimitri would clearly just go for Edelgard. Claw would just be chilling back there with his bow and arrow to shoot. I was about to say, <laughs> it, it'll be... God, that'd see, be cool. That would be really cool. Like maybe seeing like uh, uh maybe seeing the golden deer maybe seeing uh, both golden deer and blue lions go through, um, Shambhala right? No, just golden deer. Just golden deer again? Okay. No, because yeah. remember that um, instead of golden going deer to Shambhala, battles. instead of going yeah instead of going to Shambhala, the blue lions go take back Ferdiad. They go win right. the capital because Dimitri yeah. snaps out of it. And then they go to the palace and beat Devil Edelgard. But I've been thinking, like, this is oh, definitely... Oh, dude, open. what if we saw, like, the reunion at dawn fully animated for one oh, of the houses? God, that'd be sick. You see everyone, like, coming in, I'd killing love to see bandits blue, and shit. The Blue Lions one, because Dimitri's just like, why are you all here? Like, he's had no idea. Why are you here? Yeah, and then uh, this definitely opens the door for Nintendo to be more hands-on in Pokemon movies, because I think Detective Pikachu was really good. Oh no, Detective Pikachu was awesome. 
I love so I think that definitely gives them more of an opportunity to have like more animated hands on, and then maybe even like a Legend of Zelda. Like it'd be, I would, I, I, I would lean no in Legend of Zelda because your protagonist doesn't talk. Yeah, but I That'd still think weird. they could. If anyone could pull it off, yeah, it obviously would be Nintendo. And then they can make a Metroid movie that'll come out in thirty twenty. So <laughs> thousand we'll, years, we will not be here to see it. <laughs> All right, Tyler, are we are you ready? I suppose I am ready for the uh, the meme dream team. We're back. So, yeah, we are back after a very very long hiatus. Yes, I so, have honor seven, of seven responses here. I have three out of 121 people who looked at it. So sick. Thanks, guys. Uh, in honor of Super Soul, Super Soul Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the meme dream question for this week was. Who is your dream quarterback and wide receiver combo? I got to be honest. I got like no meme answers. I don't oh, have one. I got sort of, but you go first. Okay, so I, I my first one here is um Carson Wentz and anyone that can catch the ball. So that that can relate because you know Carson Wentz's receivers they all got injured this year and literally like their number one receiver I'm not even can you play quarterback in college? Huh. Yeah, so that's pretty tough right there. So that's a good one. Um, Brett Favre and Randy Moss, best gunslinger matched with arguably the best deep ball wide receiver. That is actually good analysis because Favre didn't give a fuck. He would just throw the ball to anybody. And we'd, we'd get like three throws a game where Favre would just air it out to Moss. He's like, I don't care if all 11 defenders are covering. Bro. You are going to go get this ball. My meme, um, this one is weird. Um, Tom Brady and Randy Moss, that did happen. They did play on the same team. They went to a Super Bowl together, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> that did happen. Maybe, um, hey, maybe that's just his combo. That's just maybe. his best. Um, Sam Darnold and Brandon Marshall, so they want a young QB with an old receiver. I don't know about that. Uncle Rico and Alshon Jeffrey. Uncle Rico could throw the football a quarter mile. Oh, wait. That was mine. He must. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, was it Was it Ern? It was the urn. God damn it. Uncle Rico and Alshon Jeffrey. Uncle Rico could throw the football a quarter mile if you didn't know. <laughs> he could throw it over the mountains. <laughs> I was about to say, he could slam that shit. And young Alshon Jeffrey, who wasn't a bad receiver. Uh, Peyton Manning and Tyree Kill, so arguably the greatest greatest precision passer with the fastest guy I might have ever seen in my life. And then um, Lamar That's Jackson. And Lamar serious. Jackson and young Deshaun Jackson. That's another interesting one. Both fast guys. So yeah, a lot of actual football answers, which it's great, say, but at the same the time, gamers. like holy shit. <laughs> but you know, yeah, we can say ours after, but you can go now. I mean, I only have two because I merp one of yours. Yeah, I only have two, and one was from my girlfriend who just said okay. her herself and her best friend Amber, so that they could get destroyed by a running back, break every bone in their body, and make the local news. So. That was a a depressing answer. That's but very depressing, yes. I was about to say. Um, but hey, I mean, go off. Yes. I, I suppose I can't stop you, so. No, you cannot. If that's what it takes to, to get on the news, then, then that's what it takes. Got to hustle out here. Uh, <laughs> hustle in these streets. Hustle in these streets, breaking every bone in their bodies. Yes. Uh. And my last one is 2004 Madden cover athlete Michael Vick. 
and Calvin okay. Johnson. Okay, I like that. Good, good old he did, Vic. He just... did specify specifically the video game version of Michael Vick. Michael Vick in that game is literally <laughs> is literally Link with the four champion abilities. Just unbeatable. <laughs> Unstoppable, really. Unstoppable. The ninety oh. like ninety five speed just runs just runs right around people. Takes a three step drop, just flings it, just flicks the wrist, and the ball's in the air. And Calvin Johnson was a beast. So I mean, but I think um. Now, if I have time to think about it, I think mine would be, I think I want Mega Man at QB. Oh, shit. Put the ball in the little cannon and fire it. And that who cannon. else? At, and I need Godzilla wide receiver. I mean, just a big target. Can't really be covered. Uh, I honestly didn't think about mine, to be honest. Mega Man just firing rockets to Godzilla. One-handed catches in the end zone. It'd be great. Uh... You know what? I'm going to put at my QB, I'm going to have an M1A1 Abrams, United States uh, Commission. And at my wide receiver, I'm going to have Goku. Okay. An M1A. Now, perfect, perfect pocket passer. Just doesn't miss a throw. I was about to say, extremely accurate, so fast. Like Refuses the velocity of. To miss. Pretty much cannot be sacked. No, cannot. You know he's he's definitely a he's very charismatic. Uh, he's he's been he's been around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Goku is is Goku. Like he can he can fly. Like no one's. Yeah, no one can guard Goku. No, no one can guard Goku. Now th- these two would honestly probably be very like like there'd probably be casualties if they played together. Definitely uh, would be casualties. There's no probably. It's definitely. Oh. Well, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that is that would be mine off the top of my head because I did not prepare for this. That's fine. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl, as I mentioned earlier. Like I was out playing D and D, so. <laughs> um. I suppose I'm not. Okay. In, okay. I'm. I'm not in the. Uh, in the ballpark to really talk about this no um not at all yeah <laughs> not even in the right like area of the city <laughs> i had no uh i had no stakes in it so i, decided. I didn't either but i wanted to get sad so i watched the chiefs win the super bowl <laughs> why the hell would you want to get why would you do that to yourself i told you i tried to put myself in a food coma there was a reason <laughs> god damn all right all right um, well so we're gonna do bachelor recap right now there's actually an episode tonight, which is Monday, and on Wednesday. So I think we're just going to recap the Wednesday one on Monday's podcast, next Monday's podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh-huh. so uh, Paisley cannot join us for Bachelor Recap tonight. I already asked. So it's going to be us oh, again. Oh, it's going to be us so, again. All right. Sounds good. So tonight we'll be back with Bachelor Recap, but you won't know that. You'll hear that in about a minute here. So if you are a gamer strictly only, we understand, and you're probably going to tune out right about here so we want to thank you for listening to this episode um there's a lot to cover so we did some some stuff brief but some stuff we got into like the byleth and the basically the fire basically byleth there we, we go we can't stop um, like once we start stop talking about fire emblem we can't stop we're sorry yeah. it's just a thing but we did we did we opened up with some other stuff so yeah so uh thanks for sticking around thus far if you are indeed still still here Yes, uh, and 
you want to follow the page, you can do so on Twitter at SwitchUpPod. If you want to follow myself personally at Colby underscore Moyer on both, as the kids call it, the Gram and Twitter. <laughs> Gram. You can follow me on the Gram at tsamsel11 or on Twitter at Tyler Samsel. Uh, make sure to share the podcast with anyone else you think would uh, yes. would enjoy it. Um, Definitely share. We're, we're curious to see uh, what kinds of people watch us and what you guys think. Uh, also, one more thing before we transition. Colby, you just went to a gender reveal party, I remember. Uh, I did. How How is that? It was good. Um, we did a game show called Baby Boom, and I was host, so... I got yeah, the host. I, I heard. Um, uh, if, I you, the host. if you guys did not know, there is a YouTube video uh, yes. about his very his very amazing experience at this gender reveal. Yes, my aunt and uncle are having a baby girl. So I fucking knew it. No one else was saying girl, but I knew it. And actually, from the game, I pulled out a fun fact. Only nine ultrasounds work 90% of the time. So it's not a guaranteed girl. You still have a 10% chance at a boy. So, oh, But yeah, they're, as of right now, they're having a baby girl. So yeah, it's obviously very exciting. Yeah, my mom, your mom, and I were all on the same wavelength. We knew it would be a girl. Uh, of course. You guys are just all geniuses. But well, your poll was like really skewed. Like It was like 75%. Very skewed, yeah. Everyone it was super boy. skewed. Very so. I was happy to be proven right. Yes, uh, so feels good. On that, yeah. On that note, thank you for listening. And if you're gonna stick around for a bachelor recap, it's coming up right now. Bachelor recap. <laughs> Here we go. And we literally were texting during the entire episode, so we are just going to read the text to figure out what happened. Yeah, it was a three-hour doozy. So. Oh my god, three out, yes, it was a doozy, that is the perfect way to put it. It was just a long episode, very unnecessarily long. Yeah, like, it really didn't need to be that long. Okay, so, well, okay, on. so, okay, so Alaya comes back and immediately is escorted to the Immediately <laughs> is just, get, get the fuck out of here, like, go away. How we made a big deal about Alaya coming back on the show last week, yeah, I'll scratch that, because she wasn't on the show for, like, two minutes this episode, she... You know, the drama's building up, and and Pete's just like, look, I'm sorry for putting you through this. I got to send you home, which finally, finally that axe has been buried. I was about to say, she she was there, and then she was just immediately gone, and they did not mention her the rest of the episode. They just most certainly did not. Okay, so that was that's that. There was no, I don't think there was a rose ceremony. Was there a rose ceremony? After? No, I don't think so. No, I, no, there wasn't. There was only one at rose ceremony this episode. And it was at the very end. Are you sure? I think. I don't know because I, there had to have been a rose ceremony after that. Because remember, they they all hold the glasses up. Like yeah, I they feel, had. To. Yeah, I, I feel like some extras went home. People that I literally do not remember at all. Yeah, I don't. No, I think you're right. I think there was a rose ceremony. Okay. I just. Can't for the life of me remember who went home. Okay, hang on. I'm just. I, I see you're. I'm going through the text. There's a. Yeah. Some okay. Yeah, so references. So there had to have been because he was talking to girls one on one, and then there was a rose ceremony after that. Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah, wasn't it like the we were joking about like the first hour was just him saying sorry. 
It basically was, yes. Where'd you get that Bugs Bunny meme? Holy shit. <laughs> that is hilarious. The vault. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, da, da, da. Slaughter at dusk. Yeah, yeah. Millennial year 2025. Yes, because Madison got the first rose, remember? We were just like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hannah Ann guy, I think, got the second one. So who got... Who got axed at the first rose ceremony? I we should have we need to take no. we need to take we need to take notes, man. Yeah, I mean, I figured the text would be enough, but I am honestly no, completely brain dead. Like but, I do not remember at all. So as I'm pulling this up, um, oh, mm-hmm. we we left Cleveland. We did. We 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 escaped Cleveland, more rather. Mm-hmm. We did escape. We evacuated out of there. Savannah and Kiara are going home. Who knows? Who knows? That's who. That's who left the first roast. Okay, ceremony. so yeah, no one important. No, these no la- one. These no last one relevant. The important no one relevant to the plot. No, the the overarching plot. These these were side characters. They're gone. So as I said, Tyler, we have left the beautiful city of Cleveland, and we have gone to the beautiful jungles. Of Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And Tyler and I were texting back, like, it just looks beautiful there. Oh, no, it's fantastic. It like, why, did they go from the, why didn't they go from the, there from the start? <laughs> exactly. That was what I was thinking, too. But when we get to Costa Rica, Tyler, our our fragile boy Pete has they, a they, cut on the a, dome. A little bit of an accident. A scar, an Anakin fucking Skywalker scar right across his eye. Not really. It, it's a little on his forehead. But So, he, literally, he tried to make up this cool story of him being mauled by a puma. Which no one was having. Yeah, I was about to say, like, he'd be, he would not be walking. No. And so we get the actual story. He walked into a golf cart, and as the force of his head was into the golf cart, it ricocheted off into a glass, and then he broke the glass on his forehead, and it cut him. <laughs> Peter might be the most unathletic bachelor in the history of bachelors. Not only is he mentally clumsy, but also physically clumsy as well. Yeah, what could you? Scene. What more could you ask for, ladies? The perfect guy right here. That's what it is. The model fucking man right here. So anyway. then we, so we get off of that. Sydney gets the one on one, which is which is actually we'll get to that. And it's actually kind of a sad one on one, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get it really to that. is. But this is so Kelsey is back in the mix, back stirring the pot. Yeah, <laughs> Kelsey is the main antagonist this episode. Yes, she is the Vader. Well, of the well, well. At, for the majority of the episode, she is kind of acting as the antagonist. Yes, but that um, changes I, near the end, which we will also get to later. But for now, Kelsey is the one causing some shit. She's just really hung up on not getting enough time with Peter and having other girls going on one-on-one dates. And she's all emotional. She's, she's taking a few glasses. She's Uh, becoming, she's becoming unlikable by the episode. Yeah. She's, she's becoming a little unlikable. This a little annoying. We'll say. Yes. Uh, So the, as well as the other women uh, around her, especially one Tammy. Yeah. We'll get to that, but let's talk about the one-on-one. Um, they're in a helicopter, you know. Of course, they're in a helicopter. Pilot got cool it. Cool ass looking helicopter, by the cool way. Cool ass like, helicopter, and they're flying over cool ass waterfalls and jungles, and volcanoes, and, and, and volcanoes, and it really is pretty cool. And then, just just so conveniently, a couch is in the middle of the Costa Rican jungle, and that's just so happens where they land. <laughs> I was about to say it is. It's such a strange scene. It's just this pink, like fluorescent 
dope ass couch just in the middle of this goddamn <laughs> probably bug infested sun shining field. Yes, a beautiful IKEA couch in the middle of a jungle. And you know, they talk, they I don't even know what they really talk about, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> Oh no no no. What the one thing that they did talk about uh is that apparently Sydney is the best kisser. That's right. That went that was that those were words that exited Peter's mouth. Peter called her the best kisser, which clinched a makeout sesh after the dinner. Say, and boy, oh boy, is, did, I, did I call that one? That is enormous, right there. Yes, and then they go to like, the dinner. Write that and shit down. They go to the dinner, and Sydney talks about how she was like bullied, and you know they called her Oreo Girl, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, and she didn't go to senior prom, senior homecoming, none of that. Just wasn't having it. But then Peter was like, Peter's, you know, con- comforting her, and she gets the rose. Well, of course. I mean, and then and then they she, just again, just so conveniently, after he gives her the rose, they just so happen to conveniently be wearing bathing suits underneath their clothing, <laughs> to which they go to a very nice pool and just smack tongues until the crowd. <laughs> that they do. How, you know, I do want to give props to Sydney, uh, even with the as as our good friend Paisley would put it, sob story. Yeah. Uh, that yes. She has. Of course. Uh, she seems to be handling herself quite well with it like she doesn't seem to be hung yeah. up on it too much she seems to have uh really kind of come to terms with it already which is she's normal good. so that just clinches her leaving yeah <laughs> absolutely fuck yes that's correct <laughs> but uh yep nope smack tongues rose uh transition group date but time it, it's group date time uh and everybody but our fan favorite kelly kelly gets the second one-on-one it's, that's revealed. So everybody else that is in the show still, um, like Madison, Victoria F, McKenna, Natasha, um, Tammy, Kelsey, they all, all them, they get to go on this group. They get to go on the group date, and the group date is a cosmopol- cosmopolitan photo shoot. Why, yes, it is. It is. See, the Bachelor producers like to call this one How to Rake in the Views 101. How to rake. Absolutely how, rake. How to rake uh, a tutorial by the Bachelor producers. And let me because, tell you, they, they're going to rake. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was very enjoyable for you, uh, a untaken man, uh, Mr. Colby. No comment. No, no comment. Co- All right. So uh, it, it was a little awkward. Uh, some in-group shots. Uh, with yeah yeah okay yeah that women. was all people were just yeah so Victoria F's like I gotta stand out and while she's in a photo shoot with I think um I think Tammy, it was Tammy and, and Victoria P and Victoria P Victoria F just full on two faced grabs Peter kisses him during the photo shoot and Tammy's just shocked yeah no there it was uh, someone else did that too I think there there are a few instances of Hannah of Ann some... maybe but I don't think so. Of some out of the blue smacking of of lips and tongues yes. and the like, and so basically the winner, the they pick one person who like stood out and did to great be on the cover, gets on the cover, the bachelor himself. And Hannah Ann thinks she has this in the bag. It's Victoria F. Another one for Victoria F. Usually you love to see it. It it apparent isn't it strange? It is another win for Victoria F. In the uh, in like the modeling category of dates. It, yeah, it's why no, cause don't because the, they foreshadowed because the one Hannah Ann won the last modeling. Date. Oh, oh yeah, the runway was Hannah Ann's. And the, yeah, time. so now it's now it's one one in the series. It's one one in the 
going to a crucial game three. The the side side game of the Bachelor. Yes, Victoria F stole home court. She we're going back to Victoria F's house or whatever the hell they're gonna. You know you know they're gonna be crossing paths again. Yes. But so Victoria F won, and uh, they did the thing. Did they have a cocktail party after that? They had no. I think I thought it was. Is this where the Kelly drama starts? Hang on. Let me look. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, so I, I don't know if there was a cocktail party after that group date. I'm assuming there was because there typically is, but um, oh, yeah. I'm scrolling back there too. There's just a luxury couch. Time for Kelsey to die. That's what was written in our text. Yeah, basically. Oh, <laughs> man. Two more hours, I wrote. Jesus, um, God. <laughs> Okay, none of this is actually like about the episode. No, it actually is not at all. Um, oh, 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 oh. Uh, well, this is the next actual event that I have that I we were talking about. Okay. Where? Uh, oh, tier list. Tier list. Remember, we were talking about doing tier list. I, I guess we can. Are, are we just interrupting the flow of the episode to do that right now? Okay, no, we can do that at the end. You're right. So I guess we'll just skip no, past it because no, 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 no. Um, remember. I think it was a cocktail party because this is when Tammy this... talks to Peter about Kelsey being like crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is so, so they did have a cocktail party. I guess we can talk about this now. Tammy kind of has a problem with Kelsey's uh emotion over emotional behavior. Yes, because earlier in that episode, Tammy was trying to calm down Kelsey, and Kelsey just began crying, and Tammy's just like, "Whoa." Yeah, like Tammy's trying to like, you know tell her to basically toughen up like dude yes exactly stop, stop crying all the damn time and also you're an alcoholic because you're drinking yeah. a lot yeah uh which yeah you know a few it, it's a complicated situation we'll get into the nitty-gritty details at the end yeah we will but, yeah there is a cocktail party and eventually uh tammy gets a chance to talk with peter and she tells peter like hey uh like she, she just throws kelsey under the bus tires runs her over real fast backs up over her and runs and, over her again and then peter upon hearing this returns the favor by e- making a goddamn beeline straight to kelsey and and just sprinting spilling the beans immediately like not trying to keep a secret for hers for um for tammy's, for tammy's sake, sake just, yeah. just puts it right out there like hey tammy told you that you were crazy as fuck <laughs> uh exactly that's basically exactly what happened yeah, like seriously, Peter, what what the hell are you doing? Okay, and then we get the Kelly one on one. Tyler and I are huge fans of Kelly because she just doesn't give a fuck about any of this. Nah, Kelly's just like going with the flow. She's really just vibing. I was texting you, I'm like Kelly's just like one on one. That's cool, but I mean, I'm just I mean, as cool hanging out in this beautiful a, house in Costa Rica, say, dude. I'm in Costa Rica. I, dude, this is great. I don't have to pay for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So they go on a one on one. Remember, Kelly's the one who had met Peter before the show, so they already kind of had a connection. And Peter was – he was saying, like, you know, in the little one-on-one sit-downs about the date that this is really um, make or break for Kelly because he was thinking about sending her home after the one-on-one. I was going to say, but Peter's we'll, like – Peter seemed a little unappreciative in Very this unappreciative of, of, a, of the sane person. Again, the sane people say, don't win. Like, this is the first time he's really, like, complained about someone, like, about him not knowing if someone's in it or not. You know? Yeah, exactly. So they go to like this. They go to some weird like. They go to some weird fucking like. Like a genie. <laughs> <laughs> like a ritual place. A... They 
They yeah. do a bunch of like uh, spiritual stuff. Yeah, like Costa Rican, like, like spiritual. Figure out if their love is true or something. Yeah, if it's strong, if it's powerful. There's some candle burning. There's some clothes taking off. There's some saging. There's some stone mazes. Yada yada yada. We get to the one on one where Kelly just. <laughs> completely just ruins peter's psyche <laughs> she's just like i don't look man i don't know if you're fucking ready for, for yeah this i don't know if you're ready like you reward drama you flips the goddamn you have made decisions right that have made me question why i'm here and peter is just like he is being he's been back into a corner like if you've ever seen the last um the fucking um right Return of the Jedi, when Luke is just beating the shit out of Darth Vader and putting him in that corner, that's basically what happened to Peter there. She, she's just completely blunt, just just straight away, nothing held back. Yeah, Peter's just, he, he's kind of taken it back because he's he like, really yeah, is. Like, he seems those to be were like, t- he's like, those were tough decisions. Um, but those words know, seem to be like circling in his head as he's like, yeah, giving her definitely. the rose. So I believe those did, those got to him a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I guess it's, uh, it's yet to see how uh, if they do really affect his actions in the future. Yes, um, so that seed has been planted in his head. I was about to say there were a lot of seeds plant being planted in this episode. There's a lot of gardening in this episode. Oh, Specifically, here is a big one, and then at the end uh, is also a big one. So yeah, so we continue on. Kelly Kelsey, does get the rose, and she yes, is she safe. Does. She's safe. Ke- so Kelsey now finds out that Tammy was saying stuff about her. So Kelsey in the lowest move of all time goes to Peter's like, like I don't even know, like his, his oh, house. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Uh, before this happens, she does sit down. With this is directly. This is before the Kelly date. Directly after Peter says like, "Hey, Tammy said to me that you're crazy." Okay. Um, remember she was like, she went down. She's like, "So does anyone want to tell me who?" Y- yes. Said I was mentally like a like, psycho bitch. Mentally psycho. And no one spoke up about nobody. it. Nobody, absolutely nobody. Uh, and Hannah, girls, Hannah, Ann was, Hannah Ann was just like, "Oh my fucking!" Like rolling her eyes and stuff. Like the girls seem to be against her in this moment. Like they're all kind of like, "Well, yeah, yes. you're kind of you're really emotional. Like you keep crying all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like not, yeah, it's not uh, mature. I suppose would be the right word. That's uh, right. Yeah. So that's kind of what that. Nothing really came of that. I don't think anyone actually like did come forward with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she does eventually find out it's Tammy, but that's later. But anyway, so, so now, now Kelsey that was before the doubts. Kel- yeah, that was before the Kelly date. Now this is after the Kelly date. Yeah, so now Kelsey's starting to have doubts. So she goes to Peter's living area by herself to clear up some things. And what does Peter do, Tyler? Uh, Peter. Well, first let's talk about what she says, because this is important. Uh, she kind of just... She does want to clear her name, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's like out of malicious intent this time. Yeah. Like I don't think she's manipulative. I just think she's really emotional and insecure. Uh, I do. I do as well. And she tells Peter that uh, people have been what people have been saying about her, like what uh, that she's like has a drinking problem and. Or that people have accused her of having a drinking problem. And she does admit that she did drink a little too much, but wasn't full blown like. Yes, she like she she has tried to reinforce that throughout the episode that she was a little tipsy, but was not like hammered or anything. But and she's been trying to you know cope with all this. And yes, that's just kind of how it's been rolling rolling down the pipeline. But she also says 
that people have accused her of popping pills, as it were. Which is which, like, which has come to find out later is her medication. I was about to say, which as of this point, no one, like no scene in the show has like showed us of anyone accusing her of that. So everyone's, you know, the audience is like, what the fuck? She, she's lying. She is a manipulator. But yes. as, as we'll come to find out soon, that is actually not the case because the power of editing is quite powerful. Yes, it is. So NMPS. what does Peter do? Peter gives peter just so happens he's like oh hey there's a rose to reward the drama just like kelly was saying like this shit doesn't fly with me and what does peter do he flies with the other way he gives her a rose a rose just so happened conveniently was laying on the table yeah just it was just right there and he's like i mean i'm not gonna use okay you you can have it so So, yeah so kelsey's safe and kelsey's immediately like Oh god, this is gonna piss off a lot of people when I go back. Yes. So, so she, but to her credit, she walks straight back and just kind of alerts, alerts yeah, to everybody that they that she what of the situation and talk to him. Yeah, which I uh, thought was good, did, which I thought was good on her. I was about to say she even like kind of said what she said, like the general synopsis of what she said to him, mm-hmm. uh, and she assured them that you know like she didn't, uh, she didn't try to like maliciously call anyone out or anything. Yeah. Because at first, uh, in the conversation, she was, like, being general. Like, she wasn't calling out names. But she did mention that Tammy was the one who talked about the popping pills thing. Yes. That was right at the end. She just kind of, like, cracked a little bit. She told him, like, specific name. So that will also come into play later. This episode has a lot of building up and a lot of crashing down at the end. So there's a rose simmer at the end. So I guess we'll get Hannah Ann got the first group date rose, which I don't know if we mentioned that. Kelly yeah. and Sydney, they're all safe. And Kelsey, they're all safe. They are all safe. But so there's there six is... roses to be given out. Yeah. And, and what Kelsey, happens is they're Kelsey all sitting just, around. Kelsey just so happens to be the reason there isn't a cocktail party. They just go straight to the rose ceremony. So nobody they were, they were sitting around any time with them. Getting ready for the cocktail party, getting ready to, you know, say their final sort of words before this next rose ceremony. And then Chris struts in. And says, hey, guess what? No fucking cocktail party for you. Uh, Peter had some clarity uh, from a conversation he had a little bit ago. And we're just going right to the rose ceremony. With the the blonde-haired woman, her name begins with K. I will let you figure out the rest. I was about to say, it didn't take long for me to figure out. And then, like, Lexi, McKenna, Tammy, they all just turn and just look at Kelsey. Oh, no, they are pissed. McKenna's pissed. Lexi's not having any of it. But here... Here's where it happened. Here, here's where the the power of editing comes back around. Uh, Tammy did. Actually. Tammy did, in fact, say she got her information from uh, Victoria P, who had told her that Kelsey takes like medication, like pills yes. for mm-hmm. a specific medication. I think it was like Adderall and birth control were the two yep, that's uh, things that that she said, and that's those correct. were for medical purposes. But Tammy took that and fucking ran with it and She's apparently coding like all the shit <laughs> started, she started uh telling everyone like the popping pill story uh yeah it made it a lot great. more intense than it was you know actually when then it was actually in reality so yeah. then the girls just kind of realized what's going on like you know lexi and all of them just kind of realized like oh tammy that that's that's pretty fucked up 
Yeah, so now, like, so now the, t- the, t- the tables have turned on Tammy. The, the tables have turned. Uh, There's a yelling match like between, I think, Sydney and, yeah, Sydney Sydney and, and Tammy, Tammy are yelling at each other. Sydney Lexi's just sitting there to, like, loving call it. Tammy out on her bullshit, and then McKenna and Tammy, breaks down. Tammy stands up. She's, she's McKenna like, cries for no reason. And then we usual. go to the rose ceremony. Oh, no, can we, can we talk about this last thing first? Yeah, we sure. just pan over to Hannah and Madison, just in a separate-ass <laughs> room. <laughs> on their thrones, which we'll get to in a bit. They're just like, what is happening? What are, what are those peasants doing over there? They're Hannah squabbling. Hannah like, I want to know, but I don't want to know, which is just like a mood the entire fucking episode. Cover yes, ro- final row ceremony. End of the episode. Final row ceremony. Here we go. So, uh, they all are brought into the room, and... Uh, they're all getting ready. Peter walks six out. Roses. Two are six, going home. Six roses. Two people are getting slaughtered. He's about um, to grab one. And and then who speaks up but Tammy? Peter, can I talk to you? <laughs> uh, uh, Peter, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Yes. And then Peter, being the ever mentally incapable man as he is, I says... I wait for someone. No, you actually can't. I, my decision's made. He says, yes. And he takes her back and... They the, talk, and, and then who talk. follows? Who follows? Not like two minutes later, yes. McKenna walks over. He's like, "Peter, can I steal you for a second? Yeah, Lexi's having none of this, by the way. Lexi's like, and then McKenna. They both come back, and McKenna's like to Lexi, "Are you mad at me?" And then Lexi goes, "Yes, yes, yes I am actually. <laughs> like, I'm kind of fed up." So you guys are fucking breaking the rules, making a little mini uh, cocktail party questioning session. So I, I predicted who would get, who would be bounced and who wouldn't be. Oh, we were close. You were close. I was five for six. I was close. So who's gets the Victoria F's first rose? Easy, easiest pick. Yeah, in the world. Victoria F gets the first. Madison, Madison gets second. the second. Hannah. Natasha's third. Oh, Natasha's third. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. Is it Victoria P then who's fourth? I think Victoria P's fourth. Victoria I ha- we have it in the text. Victoria oh no, P's Hannah. Fourth. Hannah's safe, isn't she? She was yeah, already Hannah already had one. Yeah, she was already safe. Victoria, so, yeah, Victor- P, think, Victoria P got it, and, and then, then it was McKenna. Then McKenna gets the fifth, and then oh, like, and Tammy, Tammy's safe too. Tammy gets the sixth, and Lexi gets bounced because she didn't get the tie in with Sorry. Peter. Tammy, Tammy got the fifth. McKenna got the last one. I remember that. I don't think that. No, I think it's the other way around. I think McKenna got five. Tammy got six. Really? I think so. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, they were five and six, no matter what yeah, order they were. they're saved. So Lexi and Shein are And Lexi and Shein went home, man. We were fans of Lexi. Yeah, like, no, we, Lex, like, Lexi really started to, like, grow on come, come into her own, even in this episode ex- itself. She just, like, was not putting up with people's bullshit. None of it. She was having none of it. And, yeah, that was the episode. As we teased earlier, um, Tyler and I were talking about doing tier lists for who, for like who's in the certain tiers. So we have, we're gonna have like S, A, B, and C because there's only twelve girls left. So all right, so in order, S tier. This S-tier. is tier easy. Madison, Hannah, Victoria F. I think that's it. I think it's all you can put in S tier right now. Those three are locks. locks Those are to get. locks. Those are locks to get far. Yeah. Yes. Uh, A tier. We were talking about like Madison is like the S of S tier, and then Hannah Ann's like a close second, but then then there's like a little bit of a gap. Then has Victoria F. Yeah, like there, those two so, are the front runners. Victoria F is the runner up. I would put so A tier. 
Victoria, Victoria P is P. an A tier. Yeah, Victoria P. Uh, I think Natasha should go in A tier too. I don't know. I okay, we can put her there. Kelsey, I think, because she's weathered two storms now. She survived two drama outbreaks. That's true, but like, how are we ranking these? Are we ranking them on personal likeness or how far Peter's we think like, they'll get? Peter's like Peter's likeness. Oh, like, Peter's likeness. Then yeah, put Kelly would you put Kelsey put, put, put Kelsey ahead of Natasha? I'd put Kelsey up there. I'd put. I. I'm hesitant to put Kelly up there now. After this episode, I think she's better. I, I know I'm hesitant there. I, I so. think I think I don't know if Peter appreciated that. Yeah. Um. I think we should put Tammy up here because, like, I would put them. I would put her and McKenna in C tier just because they they barely survived. They barely survived, and there was That's already they're not getting one on ones anytime soon. That is true, yeah. They spare it. So they're C tier for oh, me. Hey, Sydney. We gotta put Sydney in I tier. Yeah, yeah, so for, yeah, we had to put her there. I think that's all. So Victor- so Victoria P and Sydney are rocking with A tier. Yeah, along with Natasha and Kelsey. Oh yeah, Natasha Kelsey as well. So we have A tier, Mad- S tier, Madison, Hannah Ann, Victoria F. A tier is I'm not doing any order now. Kelsey, yeah. Sydney, Victoria P and Natasha. Natasha. B tier is Kelly. It's just Kelly because there's ten, and then C tier is C tier is McKenna and Tammy. So yeah, there you go. Take that there, for what it is. That's what we our think. tier list after episode four, week five. This is week five. Episode oh, four sorry. recap. Episode four recap. Yeah, episode four recap. Week five of The Bachelor. Uh, we're not done yet though. No, in just tomorrow. <laughs> We are going to get another episode. We are getting another episode, which I can't watch. Fuck, are you serious? <laughs> yes, I, I have clubs. I have responsibilities that night. I have none responsibilities, so I'll be watching. Full. You'll probably get that recap on Monday, next up, ne- next episode. Yeah, I'll. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll try to get Paisley back, but he's very busy, so. Yeah, he, he's I very busy. I have one busy. more thing I want to talk about. What's, oh, oh, here we go. We saw a Twitter post. I don't know. Guys. I don't know how this. Yeah, so we saw a tw- a tweet that got over a hundred thousand likes and over thirty thousand retweets of just Pokemon that are legendary Pokemon that are just giants. We're yeah, talking mammoths, huge. From this really awesome artist who just I'll, made I'll, these guys. I'll shout it. I'll give. The, I'll huge. give the right, I'll give the name right now. I'm going to shout them out because they definitely deserve it. This tweet slaps. Um, as the cool kids say, slaps. Slaps. Did you save um, it? Devin Ellie Kurtz on Twitter. So yeah, go yeah. check that out. Get go check them out. So at least see the picture. 114,000 likes. It is of Lugia, Rayquaza, and Eternatus, and they are just massive. And yeah, they're they're comparative to like cities and like rainforests yeah, and, 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 and stuff. And it got me and it got me wondering, um <laughs> why aren't all legendary Pokemon like that big? Like I know they're not that actually that big, but why aren't they just huge? I mean, they are legendary. So there's we went to the one, Pokedex. Yes, there's only one exception. That's Mewtwo because he was like genetically made. You, like, we don't want to make this fucker nine feet. Um, yeah, <laughs> like made him like, like human size. Just, like, six feet tall. Like he's something. Look, Pokedex sizes are whack. Okay, so Mewtwo six seven two sixty nine. That's a big dude. Yeah, that is a large. So person. that's the that's the one exception. That's still pretty big. But I mean, Tyler listen. And I, so we've got some names. Um, Groudon. 
Groudon, you can walk into your local IM right now and see Groudon shooting hoops because he's 11 feet tall. Like, that's still pretty big, but c- come on. Look, this guy, like, made the land. Like, he should be, like, come on, like kaiju, feet. like, monster level. How he invented fucking space. Think about big spaces. 13 feet tall. Yeah, that's, like, two of, like, regular, that's two of us stacked on top of each other. Yes, like, come on. <laughs> like, if I stood on your shoulders, we'd be as tall as Palkia. Yes, exactly. Who should we look up right now? Like, get throughout all this. is pretty good. He's, like, 20 Quaze, feet. Yeah, 23 feet. 23 feet. That's, He's a big <laughs> that's massive. Holy shit. Like, like that, that's okay. That's fine. And, and Groudon's supposed to fight against that? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Groudon, <laughs> like, fuck, man. This dude, again? He's just gonna wreck my shit. Oh, check Kyogre. Okay, hang on. Um, so I mean, Kyogre. again, Pokemon's Pokemon Pokedex sizes are fucking crazy because Charizard is supposedly under five foot, according Charizard's to the Pokedex. Charizard's like five three. He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyogre. We're like eleven. I'm gonna go a little ten feet on Kyogre. Ten. Ten feet. Nah. nah. Okay, four, fourteen feet. He's bigger than Groudon. He is bigger than Groudon because fourteen he feet easily destroy him. Yes, um, who else should we do? Uh, let's look up Giratina. I was about to say my boy. Well, origin form, I guess, will be... Oh, yeah, origin form. Giratina is 15 feet. Uh, that's better. That's, yeah, it's better. Um, uh, <laughs> um, who else? Uh, Shit. Who like, else like, like, should... Arceus. Should look up be... Arceus. Look up God. How tall is God? Um, <laughs> Can I dunk on God? Ten foot six. That's what? it. Oh my god! You're telling me God's creating Pokemon bigger than him? <laughs> this is pathetic. God should be at least thirty feet tall. Just wrecking shit. I mean, we have Dynamax now, so they can be. Ho's twelve foot six. That seems short. Like, I mean, maybe I don't know. Getting like... how tall twelve foot six is, but okay, Lugia seventeen foot one, but only four hundred seventy six pounds. That's lightweight. 12 foot is, two, again, that's two of us on top of each other. Yeah, Lugia is 17 feet. Like, I need Lugia to be 20 feet tall, at least. Yeah, like, we need these things to be... These are big. legendary These are legendary Pokemon. Like, these fuckers have been asleep for thousands of thousands of years. Like, these guys are, like, pr- guardians and shit. Yeah, and like, they, like guardians create of, the world. Yes, literally. Literally. <laughs> Hobo, like, controls nature. 12 feet? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, hey, it's funny to think about. Like, you could probably like play chicken with Groudon and just like you you might actually win. Hang on, I or mean... like chicken fight. Like you get on top of each other's shoulders in a pool. You could fucking deck Groudon in the face. Okay, so Godzilla is one hundred and sixty four feet tall. <laughs> he could take Hoho in the palm of his hand and squash him. <laughs> he could take God in the palm of his hand. <laughs> He can flick God. <laughs> he could flick God a few miles. Like, come on! Like, they're legendaries for Christ's sakes. Like, you that... can get a team. You can get a team of Rayquaza, Palkia, Dialga, Garatina, and Arceus, and they're not gonna fucking lay a finger on Godzilla. <laughs> oh man! Like, are you kidding? It's supposed to be. I mean, Wailord's supposedly the biggest Pokemon. How 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 big is Wailord? You can find this fucker at, like, level 30 in the ocean, by the way. <laughs> Whale Lord is... My God, what a fat fuck. Um, <laughs> Whale Lord is... 
47 feet tall. Oh my god! But only 877 pounds, like lightweight. Yeah, no, he. People have calculated that based on Groudon's volume. Whalelord is like Godzilla's. Or sorry, based on Whalelord's volume, he would literally float in the air if he Godzilla was real. Godzilla could play catch with Whalelord. <laughs> As I say, Whalelord is like three Palkias, according to the Pokedex. That's just insanity to me. In the anime, the proportions are obviously tweaked. Imagine Mewtwo looking up to 164-foot-tall Godzilla. <laughs> Mewtwo's like, I don't know what to do with you, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, my boys over in Sinnoh aren't even big enough to handle this. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the, the dudes in the lab, they, they weren't thinking. Like, they may be short. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. Yeah, I'm that running, was... I'm running ship on those common bitches back there, but you legendaries, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was a... That was a fun little thought that we had. We ran with a little bit. You walk in your local Y. What do you see? Groudon pulling up from three. <laughs> you see fucking... You go to your local horse race. You're betting on Arceus out you go, there. You, yeah, you walk into the gym, get some shots up. What do you see? You see God chasing down players and pinning him off the backboard because he can fit <laughs> in the gym. Unbelievable. All right. Disgraceful. That's going conclu- to conclude... Bachelor recap slash why the hell aren't legendary Pokemon mammoths? <laughs> if you made it this far, uh, thank you. And we already did an outro, so we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Sure. <laughs>